Welcome to Strong Business, Stronger Marriage, where we are your host, Corey and Jojo Rankin. We have talked to hundreds of entrepreneurs and have found the secret sauce to creating a successful business and a happy marriage. We have found that as you take care of your marriage at home, your profits will grow and increase in the business. We help entrepreneurs take care of their marriage. We help couples that are feel like they're losing their marriage all the way to couples that have an amazing marriage. The entrepreneur journey can be lonely, and we will bring on guests that will give you the knowledge, tools, tips that you need to find peace at home in your marriage. Don't give up on your marriage or your business because you really can have a strong business and a stronger marriage. To schedule a complimentary marriage deep dive, go to rfamilystrong.best and it's the letter R, familystrong.best. Strong Business, Strong Marriage. Welcome for another episode of this podcast. I got some fun guests with us today. Don and his wife, Kimmy, they're performers, they're entrepreneurs, they're homeschooling parents. They this got a lot of unique talents and skills and they like to travel and they like to travel often. What entrepreneur wouldn't like that? Guys, welcome to our show. Introduce yourself for a minute. Well, thank you so much for uh, the opportunity, Corey. Uh, like you said, I'm Don, uh, my wife, Kimmy, and we've been married now. Uh, we just passed our fifth year anniversary. Yeah, this last month. Yeah, and we're here um, just enjoying life with uh, our two-year-old, really hyperactive uh, little guy. He's basically in his teenage years right now, the terrible twos, and uh, we dropped him off uh, at his uh, grandparents, uh, and uh, hopefully he won't be... Uh, he won't be looking for us for, for the next uh, 30 minutes, but we're happy to be here because uh, really family is everything to us. It's really the foundation for everything that we do. I'm a filmmaker and uh, she was, uh, well, you still are a dancer in spirit, although. In spirit, but I was a dancer for like 10 years of my life. I was in performing arts. I also transitioned from dancing to teaching. So I also taught kids from preschool all the way to high school. And after meeting Don, I fulfilled my real dream, which is to um, retire and be a full-time mom. And now I'm a full-time mom to our lovely two-year-old Vito. We named him Vito because Vito means life and he's full of life. He's really living up to his name. And one of my favorite films is The Godfather. And I love Vito Corleone, one of my favorite movie characters of all time. And I thought that was a perfect name. So he's little Don Vito. Uh, and we're in business. Uh, Kimmy's family had been in the network marketing space for now uh, a little over 15 years. And I discovered the entrepreneur world through her. And that's what we're doing right now. We have a podcast dedicated to teaching people um, how to build a business in 2022. And at the same time, I'm, uh, I have a creative agency. I applied those business skills to my passion for filmmaking and really the creative space in general. And I'm helping values focused filmmakers and content creators to get their projects off the ground. So that's us in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of exciting things. I love how one of your first things that you mentioned was that family's everything for you. And that's the same for me and Jojo and with our five young kids, uh, couldn't it be any truer. Like the things that I do is to gain more time and freedom with them. It's to be better for my, my wife and kids. So I greatly appreciate that. That was your main highlight in your introduction. Your first highlight was that you have a two year old and, and your family's everything for you. So Tell us a little bit, how did you get started into the filmmaking and how have you been able to kind of mesh that into helping others tell their story through film? 
film for me, I, I was one of those kids who never really fit in because, uh, you know, we're always asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? I, I was never really able to answer that question. Entrepreneurship wasn't in anyone's vocabulary. You know, obviously this was the, the late nineties or so the business world was totally different uh, at the time. And, uh, you know, the arts wasn't really seen as a proper quote unquote career path. Uh, but I just discovered my passions through osmosis, just through watching movies. And uh, one day picking up my dad's uh, what we call a VHS uh, camcorder for your younger, <laughs> younger listeners out there, ancient piece of technology. And I just cook up these stories in my head and, um, you know, just film my friends acting out these skits. And I loved it. I just love putting these visual stories together using this ancient technology. And it's stuck with me since. And uh, being an artist, you know, the, the term struggling artist is a cliche for a reason. And it's because I just didn't know how to monetize my art uh, because I never had uh, support. I never really had a community. I never had a mentor growing up. I just watched YouTube videos, read books, learning how to, you know, do the craft. And uh, eventually I had the opportunity to take up my master's degree in film and media uh, at the New York Film Academy in their uh, Burbank campus. Met a lot of great people there, uh, helped me really kickstart uh, something that resembled the, an early career uh, in the film space. But still, I thought I had to go through the Starbucks barista phase, the waiter phase, doing odd jobs, being a production assistant for a few years, and hopefully, hopefully catch my big break in Hollywood one day. And I thought that was just how it's going to be. And then fast forward uh, just uh, a couple of years, I had already met Kimmy by the time I was taking up my master's. And then uh, we got married right after graduation. And we started to um, really get involved heavily in her uh, network marketing business. And this is still very much related to uh, what I'm doing in film because through that experience in, um, you know, that type of entrepreneurship, I basically got totally thrust into the world of sales, of marketing, of relationship building, of, uh, you know, leveraging all of these assets to, to actually become profitable in what I do. So using the lessons that I learned from our mentors in the direct selling space, I was able to slowly but surely create a personal brand for myself. And uh, now I made a business out of uh, my passion for filmmaking. It's, it's really more of a, it's more of a lucrative hobby for me. I don't really plan on scaling it or anything like that. I just love doing film and I just love doing film and offering my services to other people who, whose values align with mine. Again, faith-based, uh, you know, family-centered, because I think we need more movies and art in general, focusing on these values that I think the mainstream entertainment uh, industry is totally uh, neglected for so long. And I could go a totally different rabbit hole um, into that, but just putting God and family and freedom and values like that back into more stories and getting them known. Uh, that's my biggest passion. One of my biggest passions right now. That's a huge undertaking, but it's something that is very honorable because there's a lot of garbage in the world today. And I, I say a lot of garbage, just things that are portraying broken families and just um, people yeah. trying to take God out of schools and, and those kind of things, but also to normalize it too. Yeah. Normalize it and those kind of things. And there's not nearly enough film about families, about God or, allowing God to bring your family together to serve, to grow, to ha have an impact. And as entrepreneurs, that's what we do. We solve problems and we have impact. And so we're 
as an entrepreneur, we really have the ability to be a powerful influencer. And so I love the fact that that's a passion that you can match both family and God and, and good moral values into something that is entertaining. Cause there's a lot of entertainment that's garbage that doesn't serve us. That doesn't allow us to grow and progress that causes us to compare ourselves to others and self-doubt and, and those kind of things. And talk about, um, a little bit more about what are some ways that through film you've been able to express your love for God? Well, really, it's just through that creative process. I'm a, I'm a guy with a huge imagination. I know you can uh, attest to that, yeah. dear. I like uh, just staying in my own head a lot of the time. And again, just like I, as I was as a little kid, just cooking up stories. But now, obviously, with uh, I guess the major the maturity that I have now, um, it's not just stories that I'm writing for myself, but stories that hopefully will be able to touch a, another person's soul and bring the Lord into their life or enhance the Lord's presence in their life. If I can be a conduit to uh, uh, help somebody out, even just one person, even just one family, I know I already did my job. And right now, because like I said, this is more of a, a lucrative hobby for me rather than something I really want to expand and build upon because I don't want to taint uh, my passion with uh, any of that stuff. So right now, I don't actively pitch uh, my services as a filmmaker and, a, and somebody who offers post-production solutions. I just put it out there and through word of mouth, people who resonate with me and they mostly find me through my podcast, Sovereign. Uh, I don't, uh, I mean, I bring, I bring on a lot of artists, I bring on a lot of filmmakers. And I mention every so often that, by the way, you know, I'm also a filmmaker myself and uh, this is what I do. I, sometimes I have a few people reaching out to me. Uh, in fact, uh, the other day I had somebody just uh, contact me on my website asking me to, uh, you know, take a look at uh, his new film that uh, he produced, you know, um, as an early reviewer. And uh, I'm touched whenever people that I don't even know, you know, find my content, see the value that I bring and can relate to that on a very deep level, on a values level, and um, find my voice uh, useful, inspiring, whatever it is. And for me, like, it doesn't have to be a big thing. I don't have to win an Oscar or anything like that to find fulfillment. Again, it's just touching other people and beyond that, inspiring other inspiring filmmakers uh, like I once was and, and to a certain extent still am. I'm still early in my journey, um, inspiring somebody else to uh, not be afraid to pursue this dream because a lot of people dissuaded me from pursuing this dream, but I went along with it anyway. And, and, and a lot of it came down to finding the right support group and right mentor. Like uh, I mentioned there at the start, and if I can inspire, if I can touch one other young person or old person to chase their dreams that they've laid dormant for so long, then uh, that's what makes me happy. Love it. Love it. Love it. One thing you talked about, Don, was about finding support. Kimmy, as a mom who stays home with her, her kid, how do you feel like you're able to provide support as you guys grow um, in the podcast and the filmmaking and just having an impact and, and content production? How, how do you feel like you support the business and, and the family from your role? Well, from my role, because Don is like really the head of our family and he's really the one, you know, spearheading all the business side. And um, me, my primary role would really be just to support him and to be like like a, my a full-time mom. First. So me taking care of Vita, you know how it is with like children, you know how they can be all over the place. They can... 
be quite a distraction at times. So me putting my priority is taking care first of our child so that Don has his time and can focus really working hard as um, on the work. So because we know like our roles and we're really playing our role. So, you know, it doesn't like um, we don't crash, I guess. Is that the, the term? Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, it's important to see things eye to eye. I, mm-hmm. what, what you always tell me is that, you know, you can dream all you want because like, like I said, right, Corey, I'm a, I'm a big dreamer, but uh, there's a limit to that. There's a point where you just got to take action, especially, if, you know, being a married person, if whether you're the husband or the wife, that's uh, really uh, the, the ambitious type. It's good to have ambition, but unless you're taking action on it, you know, your spouse is going to be left hanging. You actually have to. Yeah. I have to like remind him also because I feel like I would tell him, you know, the he has the big vision. Like, I guess maybe the husbands normally have the big vision for their family, but then the wives are more of the practical. I think the word's practical. They take the practical side, for example, yes, there's this big dream and plan that oh, we're going to do this and that. And then I have to remind him, okay, well, did you make the application already? Did you, you know, do these like small, the practical steps to actually make them happen? Did you already yeah, make a reservation or application or did you do this and that? So how's it going to happen if we haven't done anything yet? So I have to keep reminding him that. And it just it also takes patience at both ends because, you know, it could be um, perceived as nagging maybe or what. But, you know, I. No way. To- That's support. <laughs> I want to make it happen. I want to make his dreams happen. Okay, go do it. Okay, did you do something today already to make that happen? Yeah, Yeah, that that is awesome. And so one thing that Jojo and I really like to do is we like, so our kids are, they are three, five, five, six, and nine. And so they like to do what I'm doing. And so if I'm doing a graphic on, on Canva or something, they'll, they'll say, daddy, can I do the business? So I give my children an invitation to participate in our business as much as they are able and want to. Sometimes, sometimes I just give them the mouse and let them drag some pictures around on on Canva. My nine-year-old creates stuff that I use as content. A lot of the times, like some of the graphics that you see my nine-year-old actually actually made. And so that's one thing that I highly recommend for everyone is it, it shouldn't be our business or my business, but it should be like, it should, as a, in a one entrepreneur at home, it shouldn't be my business or my husband's business or my wife's business, but it should be our business collectively as a family. And there should be some communication, especially if it's a one entrepreneur at home, like in your case, Kimmy, where your home provider you're caring for, for your kids, you should have the ability to, to have your input, to have the entrepreneur listen to what you have to say and listen to your recommendations and, and build a family like bond through the business. And one thing that I see a big mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs make is that they grind so hard in the business because they want to provide for their family. They want to provide for their customers. They want to fulfill at such a high level and the outcome is incredible, but the consequences are severe because they build something that's so great at the expense of their family. They miss the connection. They miss the communication. And so that's one way that you can, as an entrepreneur, minimize the working too much or not being present as a husband and father or mother, wife, the, the working entrepreneur. If you're one entrepreneur home is just to get your family involved, give them an opportunity to give their input, to create things, to, to do those kind of things. And, 
that's something that if you have those conversations and you give your spouse permission, then that turns in from what could potentially Kimmy mentioned being nagging to supportive, being a source of, of growth. And um, can you guys speak to that? How you guys have communicated, even if it wasn't directly correlated to the business, how your communication as a couple through how you parent and how you want things to turn out in the business has actually made you more successful in the business? Well, actually what works for us is because we've always been on the same page. Everything that we're doing, we're always on the same page. So it doesn't really take that much, I guess, I mean, like our comment, like that much like communication to understand each other. Like we've always understood what each other's doing. So I understand what Don's doing. And at the same time, he understands that his main role is really also more than anything is to be a father, a present father and a present husband. So he actually tailors his schedule around that. So with the amount of work that he does, I'm actually amazed that he's able to spend as much time with me and Vito that he does. So that's one thing that has been working for us. It's we don't have to keep, you know, trying to make each other understand what we're doing because we've always been on the same page ever since we've always had the same vision. So we, we kind of understand without talking. <laughs> and at the same time, as long as there's some result, you know, like it's easier for the wife to be supportive because, you know, entrepreneurship takes a lot of work. But if you see like, you know, you can't just be like hard work forever without producing anything. But if you see some semblance of results upon like working, what, what, whatever the, from the business, you know, it's easier to support that because, you know, you have like gay faith and confidence that, you know, we're getting somewhere, it's worth it. So it's easier to be on board also that way. Yeah. And uh, I think she already touched uh, on it. It's good to be on the same page with regards to the foundational values and principles that carry you through anything and having those principles in mind. And uh, for me, and I talk a lot about this uh, on my podcast, Sovereign, it's faith, family, freedom in that order, by the way, faith, like, and faith comes first, uh, you know, family comes second, and then our freedom comes later on and we'll never compromise on those values. You know, I'm not going to pursue freedom at at the expense of my family and uh, at the expense of my faith. It, it just won't work that way. So with those priorities in mind, I structure all of my activities. I structure all of my goals and all of my priorities around making sure that those values are satisfied, our faith life, our family life. And then once those are in order, then we'll talk about uh, our freedom. I'm so glad you said that because you, you had a few questions that you put on pod match and I, that was one that I really wanted to, to talk about. That was actually what I wanted to go next to just talk about faith and family that taking care of those two things is what leads to freedom for many, many entrepreneurs. And I'm so glad that you put it in that order because if you create something so successful, something incredible that sets you free financially or time freedom, but you do it at the expense of your family, that's not winning. That's losing. Like, mm -hmm. and a lot of entrepreneurs, they don't see it that way because they're like, Oh, I just made a sacrifice for a little bit, but look what I provided that nobody's there to enjoy that with you. That's not how you want to build a business. So I'm so great, grateful that you said faith and family and freedom, because if you really get those first two, right, faith and family, the freedom is the only thing that's left. Like as you, cause you think about it, faith, as you put your, your trust and faith, you grow stronger, you connect, you become a better individual, you become a better provider for your family. Now your family connections grow. And now 
you've eliminated every a lot of the barriers, the stress, the conflict, the things that could present prevent you from being free. So that is so wonderful. Faith, family, freedom is something that gets out of order a lot of times. And it's that's one thing Jojo and I, we really help people make sure we keep it in that order. Faith, family, freedom, God, their relationships at home first, and then things in the business. And so that is something that is so incredible. One thing that you talk about with, with family, how can we train our our children to, to grow and to think like entrepreneurs so that they can build a legacy for their family? I think a lot of it has to do with being, first of all, the role model, like because our children mimic what we do. So they always follow what we do. And then also like managing the environment. That's also why the, yeah. the main reason why we want to homeschool our kids, because, you know, if you put them in, you know, in regular school, that's like the whole day, like eight hours of the day being influenced by a different environment, by other people, and you have no control over it. They come home and then you only have like a few hours at night and then you sleep and then it's the same thing over and over again. So how much influence do you have over your children and how much are they getting from, you know, however much are they being influenced from other outside sources that don't like coincide, don't match your values also. Yeah. And uh, I have some pretty strong opinions about the current education system right now, at least, at least the Western uh, conception of it. I like to say that the modern schooling system is basically an employee factory a lot of the time because school more or less uh, most schools, they just train your kids to be successful in the workforce, but all of those intangible skills, such as uh, again, entrepreneurship, financial intelligence, and, and not to mention street smarts and spirituality, all of that stuff isn't, uh, you know, being, being taught. And like Kimmy said, the majority of our kids time is going to be spent at a school with people whose values don't necessarily match ours. And we want to have control over that. So homeschooling has been a big, big, big practical tool for us to helping us raise our kid in the right way. And not that we're constraining them or anything like that. Like we're not letting them, you know, like spread their own wings. I mean, first of all, our kid is two years old, so two years old, but he's um, very well, he's very yeah. eloquent compared for his age. He's very smart. He can read. He can, he knows all the numbers and the colors and all most things that more than his age. Yeah. No. And as he grows again, you know, we're, it's not like we're just, we're just chaining him to us or, or, you know, keeping him trapped in our place and just listening only to us and nobody else. No, we want him to be around people who think like us. Again, it goes back to this whole um, notion of community and mentorship. We involve him a lot whenever we're, we're out with our, our business teams uh, in the network marketing space where uh, we, we bring our boy there. Uh, we always expose him and we will plan to expose him to like-minded communities, both in our faith life uh, with, with other homeschooling parents is what we uh, aim to do. Eventually we plan to get together, you know, when, uh, when the world is a little more open up and people are willing to meet, we plan to uh, bring our children uh, to these types of communities. And of course, um, you know, in our motivational groups, in our entrepreneurship communities, we plan to continually expose them to great extracurriculars and organizations and clubs that help him grow as a person, help him think critically. And, 
bottom line, role modeling. You're, as parents, you are your child's or your children's heroes, and they're going to do everything that, uh, that you do. And it's not what you say, it's what you do. And if we just live it out, if we just live out faith, family, and freedom without preaching to him, faith, family, and freedom by leading by example, that's ultimately what's going to uh, inculcate the, that innovative spirit, that creative soul uh, into our children. I don't even have anything else to say. That is just so fabulous because that's exactly it. The people that we are around, the conversations that we have, the intention that we have in building our relationships and those kind of things, that's going to have a huge impact on at least how our children enter the world and start to come into teenage years and adulthood. They will have the ability to think and act and, and express their ways that others may may not. And I really like how you talked about the reading and the shapes and the colors and those kind of things, because you're working with them at home. My three-year-old is very, very advanced too. And we do a lot of that intentional time with him, the, the reading, the, the learning, the, and he's got younger siblings that are our older siblings that are five, five and six. So a pre-K first grader and a, and a kindergartner. So he's got a lot of role models around him in the home, but we do our very best to expose them to just to think, to create, to, to act like my nine-year-old, he's a published author. He wow. um, was invited to an event back in um, the end of Jan, the end of December, December. Yeah. The end of last year, December, like, and uh, he was able to sell his book at this event, a nine-year-old. He sold in an hour and a half, he sold 20 copies of his book and he was able to keep all of that money. And he bought himself a, a brand new bike that he had and things like that. And so I don't know many nine-year-olds that have earned $200 in an hour and a half. And so that's hourly yeah. rate. That's significantly more than many working adults have in their 40 hour work week. They're getting 15 or 20 or 30 or something like that. And he made $200 an hour and a half. And that's just the power of being an entrepreneur. That's just the power of creating and showing your, your value with others. So one last question before we go, as someone who's a creator and a filmmaker and performer, Kimmy content that we create as entrepreneurs that tells our story, that tells people what we do and how we solve their problems needs to be entertaining. It needs to be something that gets people's attention so they can know, like, and trust us. What would be with your background, entertainment and filmmaking and creation, what would be your top recommendation of things that people should focus on when they're creating content to push their message forward to the world? Well, I always say that before you even put out any content at all, you have to understand your story and really get to the heart of your story inside and out forwards and backwards, because nowadays, especially now that everybody's doing business online, everybody's following people online. They're very, very particular now about who they're going to, you know, latch onto. And they're looking for the person who's most authentic, most honest, most transparent, and really is speaking like a normal human being, not somebody who's putting on some sort of farce. And uh, that starts with knowing who you are knowing what you're going for. You have to craft your story. And uh, it's, it's, it's an exercise that I always suggest to, to anybody looking to start a personal brand for any reason, you know, write down your story and then ask uh, opinions of people who you trust or close to you. Hey, what are my strengths? What are my uh, weaknesses? Uh, what do I always like to talk about? What are my uh, interests you think? And then all, put all of that into your story. And then as you're putting it out there, the, 
entertainment factor, if you want to call it that, will shine through. I mean, it's, it's not even necessarily uh, entertainment. It's just you're going to be pleasant to listen to because you're a real person. And it, it, there's a short supply of that online when everybody's mm-hmm. trying to be so impressive. If you're just being you, I mean, you don't even have to be a big shot. You don't have to have this amazing rags to riches story. If you're just out there, you're already one or two steps ahead of somebody who wants to achieve the same results that you do. And my, uh, our mentor uh, always told us that uh, if your story is too big and too grand, and if you're so eloquent in all of these things, you're going to be kind of unrelatable to people. They'll say, Oh, I mean, this is, this guy's like a celebrity and influencer, but I can't even hope to touch the success that he or she has because they seem so out there. But if you're just a normal guy, normal girl who knows who you are, knows where you're headed and isn't afraid to put that story out there, that's going to attract the right tribe to you. You don't need a million followers, even just a hundred of you know the people who can relate to you the most. That's all you need for success. If you want to talk about monetization and all that stuff, you don't need a lot of followers to do that. And of course, it'll make you happier and more fulfilled to know that the people who are following your stuff actually care about you, not for the superficial aspects, but for you know the, the more important things, the values. Yeah. I mean, that's the reason why I involve you in, in the stuff that I do. And I know you're, you're happy to do so because we do want to hopefully be role models of sorts, at least through our experiences that we share on our podcast and our other content. I want to inspire families uh, all over from, from different stripes, different walks of life to embrace uh, it all comes back to faith, family, and freedom, their sovereignty. So that's really it. Yeah, because it's just really so much needed in this world today with everything that's happening. People really need to go back to having you really really need to go back to their faith because like how can you get through all the challenges that the world has today if you don't have any faith that's why it's there are a lot of tragedies happening because their faith isn't that strong but if you have a strong faith then it'll carry through because you know what do you do when you go you encounter things that you have no control over you just have to leave it up to the lord that and believe that he'll take care of you and carry you through I was going to ask another question, but that's the perfect place to stop. What do you do when you encounter something hard? Put your faith in the Lord and he'll carry you through. I don't need to add to that because that's a perfect ending. That's exactly it. Life is hard. You have a purpose. You have a calling. You're good enough. You can grow. You can do more. You can become more and become better. But you have the God-given ability to have an impact. First, your impact should be in the home, and then it can be through the business, through the community. But, guys, I appreciate you joining the show today. And just as a recap, faith, family, freedom. And we have things in that order, the impact and the legacy that you create for yourself, for your family, and those around you will be so significant that people will be talking about you far past when you're here. Guys, appreciate you. How, if someone wanted some assistance on developing their story or getting better at content or doing some video or so, how could, how could they work with you? How could they be mentored by you that is, has the priorities of faith, family, and freedom? How could they reach out to you if they wanted to contact you? 
Oh, well, really the best place uh, to do so is uh, through my IG. It's at real Donabud, all one word at real Donabud, or alternatively uh, my website, Donabud.com. You can uh, go to the contact form and uh, give your message there. I reply to everybody. Uh, the best way that I provide value to people, both Kimmy and I is through uh, our podcast. Uh, Sovereign uh, is really just uh, interviews with high achievers. And I throw, throw in a little bit of social commentary every now and again, you can find it on all podcasts catchers and your sovereign downline. If you happen to be in the network marketing space, uh, we give our uh, strategies and lessons on building a home-based business in the 2020s using the power of internet marketing and uh, your yeah, you can Instagram. Also, my Instagram is also at Kimmy.Abad. Yeah. yeah. At Kimmy. <laughs> at Kimmy.Abad. Yeah. And uh, what, what do you, what do you normally put there? Just family, inspiration, travel, lifestyle. Yeah. About our family. Yeah, that's it. Well, well, we'll put those links in the show notes so you guys can check it out and contact them. If you want any last words that you want to share with an entrepreneur who might be looking to instill more faith in their relationship and into their business. Oh, I think it just comes back to communication. You know, if we're talking about family here and getting everyone on the same page. Again, it's going back to those first principles, faith, family, freedom. It might be slightly different for you. I think everybody should start with faith and family regardless. Some people, it's faith, family, fun, faith, family, finances, uh, whatever your your situation and your, and your priorities are. But uh, always start with the first principles. Know what you want. Know your story. Know where you're going. And make sure that your spouse is on the same page and you know their story and you know their ambitions so that, uh, you know, there's no communication issues, you minimize fights, and uh, you'll be on the same page as you move forward in this uh, game we call life. Perfect, guys. Thank you. Tune in next time for our next show, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of Strong Business, Stronger Marriage. Be sure to click subscribe right now. And we would love it if you could do us a quick favor. Please rate and review our podcast. This will help other entrepreneurs who want to strengthen their marriage and business find our content. To schedule a call, go to ourfamilystrong.best and join us on the inside at our free Facebook group, Strong Business, Stronger Marriage. Join us next time on Strong Business, Stronger Marriage.